Hey guys, welcome back again to the Cutline Smoke Podcast, presented by Zeal Cigars, CigarSoapbox.com, and coming to you live from the Huddle Up Store Studios in sunny Phoenix, Arizona, where it's a hundred and hell outside. It is the summer of 2023, and uh, we're staying cool in the lounge, actually, because it, we usually shoot the uh, podcast out in the back. It, the AC is broken, so uh, Mr. Cool is eventually on it. It's only taken... A hair shy of a month to fix that. So uh, I'm not bitter. I'm not upset in any way, shape, and form other than to tell them um, their customer service really needs to be improved. But uh, that's about it. So, uh, you know, t- today uh, on the podcast, we're going to be talking about a subject that I think every guy talks about uh, eventually. I think that it's something that uh, we can think through and we look at life now as compared to then or let's say 20, 30 years ago. Uh, things have been uh, devalued in certain ways. But again, I would be remiss to not to introduce my uh, my co-host, uh, JB, right across from me. JB, how are you feeling? Going all right, man. Okay, okay. You're smoking a cigar there, bro. What's that cigar? Uh, it's the Glitch Oscuro by uh, Blackbird. The Glitch Oscuro. What's it like so far? Um, it's not bad. Okay. I'm, I'm, it's, um, it's warming up. Okay. It's warming up. Well, I'm smoking the Glitch Connecticut, and I'm telling you this much, man. It's very good from the gym. Yeah? Yes. These are yeah. um, cheaper bundle sticks, right? I think so. I think so. I don't, I don't think know. it's quite their bundle stick. I think it's somewhere between like their... Because they, they have, have the, the nest. nest. Yeah, the nest is like their bundle stick, if you would. And then this is kind of like a more affordable, you know, kind of a house stick for them or something like that. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. But uh, I do like it. I do. It's a Claro. This is a Claro. That's an Oscuro. I thought this was a Connecticut, but it's actually a Claro. Oh, okay. Uh, if you hear somebody walking around in the background, if you hear somebody uh, walking by very quietly, that is, of course, the lovely Quinta, who is in the lounge with us. Quinta, say hi. Hello. Yeah, that's Quinta in the, in the very back. So we're in the lounge today, and so we're impeding on everyone's freedom and smoking cigars. But we're talking about uh, value in particular when it comes to life. So, so. You sent me, this happens often with, with podcasts with us. We send each other text messages, you know, uh, kind of off hours and like, hey, I'm thinking about this. I want to talk about this on a podcast sometime. And you shot me that this morning, you know. So uh, tell me a little bit about what what this podcast topic means to you. And you're looking at the board like something's weird. Is everything okay? Yeah, it was, uh, it was because I didn't stop the intro music from playing. Oh, okay, okay. I just turned the volume down. So it was counting something down. And I'm like, what is this counting down <laughs> to, bro? Is this thing going to blow up, dude? Did I do like self-destruct mode or what, dude? This is, this is, the, this is the real deal Holyfield on, uh, on the podcast. We're not editing anything. So um, yeah, go ahead. But yeah, no, we, we, do, uh, we do that often. And for me, a lot of times it's like early in the morning. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you get up way before I do. Yeah. You're up at 4 o'clock usually. Usually between 4 and 5.30, I'm usually up, yeah. yeah. I'm usually up by 6. Sometimes mm-hmm. I can, like, sneak back asleep for, like, an hour or two, but no- normally I'm up 100% by 5, yeah. 5.30. Yeah. And you're a morning person. Oh, yeah. I get, I'm get i way more productive in the morning than I right. am in the evenings. Right, right. I'm a night owl. I can stay up till 1 yeah. o'clock in the morning feeling real productive. See, I've yeah. never been that way, man. Really? Anytime I stay, anytime I've ever stayed up too late, I always feel like absolute doggy dookie the next day. Now, I would say up until high school, mm-hmm. I probably slept in a lot. Yeah. Um, and then there just started becoming a time. Because um, uh, through middle school, going up to high school, I spent a lot of time on the farm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. there there was no getting up late. You had to get up early before right, the bus showed right. up. Right. To well, get stuff it, done. Eventually you adjust. I mean, there's a point where you need enough sleep. Right. Your body just says, I'm going to sleep at eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, no, most most of. uh. Most of my adult life, 
I've never been able to sleep past about nine o'clock. Okay. And then the last probably like five years, something when I was going through like anxiety and stuff, I wasn't sleeping at all. My body literally just started getting up every day at like four, four thirty. Mm-hmm. And I started that's when I started streaming on Twitch. Okay. I would stream on Twitch from four AM to eight AM. Okay. And just do four hours in the morning. And that was kind of how I found a way to pass some of that time at the be early on. Well, prior to the pandemic, from what I understand, is that that time of gaming is some of the most prime time of gaming. Mm-hmm. It's early in the morning. Some guys like to go early in well, the morning. Some guys are more like at night, you know, late night type stuff. It depends so. what you're doing too, right? Because right. if I'm playing on a West Coast server, and I'm getting geeky here, but if I'm playing on a West Coast server and it's 2 a.m., that, that server might, or 4 a.m. when I get up, that server's winding down. Okay. But it's three hours ahead on the East Coast. Okay. Which is seven o'clock. So if I switch to an East Coast server, then I'm I'm picking up with the heat of the East Coast server. But if I play on the West Coast server, there's not a lot of people up or playing, or they're getting off like towards right, the end. Right, right. So if you know what to do, depending on what you're doing and what you're grinding, mm-hmm. like if I want to grind camos or something for Call of Duty, I would right. do it really early in the morning. I would play a West Coast server because the sweaties are still sleeping. Sure. Or sure. they just got done at 3 a.m. Right. So, right. Yeah. Right. A little right. off topic, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I grinded last night on shipment. I grinded last night on shipment. I, yeah. In fact, I found uh, on, uh, on Call of Duty, uh, I was playing last night. Everyone's asleep. My son was in his room, you know, and, and uh, I told him I, I play Call of Duty with him. He had a problem with his computer. He can get it fixed and, and working. Anyways. Oh, yeah. I forgot couple, you said he bought a PC. How's, yeah. he, how's that going for him he so far? It. He hates it. Dude. I knew he would. He, it, in gaming, it's not good. He got an old one. He should have got a newer one. So um, I'm, I'm on the fence right now. I've been okay. a console gamer my whole life. Console even, gaming Even better. when I made money playing. Con- console gaming's better, I think, personally. I'm thinking about switching. Well, let me know how it works out for you because, because I think I think that's kind of a... I've done it before, yeah. so like, and I've built computers. No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. So for me, I it's can't easy. Do any of that stuff, anyways. But there's just there's so many like until, it, it, until the AAA developers, like the people like Call of Duty and and the people that make Battlefield and all the big studios, until they start listening to the people and really making changes, they're going to get overtaken by these under like. There's a game right now called BattleBit. It looks like Minecraft, mm-hmm. but it is one of the best playing gun games. I've ever played ever. And it was developed by three guys. That makes sense. It makes sense. So that's one of the reasons I'm looking to go PC because I, I want access, more yeah. access to that stuff. Not to nerd you out, but there's there's two new guns that dropped in the new Call of Duty thing. The sniper yeah. and, and an AR. Yeah, I saw them. And I recognize that when you went to DMZ, if you went to DMZ, you could ask somebody to give it to you. If you exfil with it, you get it automatically. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do that before. I'd have to buy it. Yeah, you or, know, or, or, like or grind. Or grind. Really I didn't hard. want to grind. I didn't yeah. want to grind that long. So I was playing DMZ last night for, for like an hour trying to get it. I got disconnected a couple times. This Call of Duty sucks. Uh, and again, then, again, yeah. A, a AAA studio with right. bad servers. Like, yeah. how? Stupid. Anyways, long story short, uh, I exfil with a real good guy called uh, God the Ghost or something like that. Okay. Big shout out to you if you hear this, God the Ghost. He gave me the AR and uh, gave me a good sniper rifle and some other stuff too, which is really kind of cool. So, anyways, enough enough nerding out on that kind of stuff. Let's let's talk. Man, we're getting smoky in here, bro. You want to maybe put the the fan on back here? That's that's even. No, nah, if we turn that on, it's gonna make too much noise. Is it really okay? We're just gonna we're gonna smoke it out today, boys. We're gonna smoke it out. Uh, so here here's my thought. It's Quinta's fault. She lit up a king's comeback. Know, she, yeah, it's it's a that's a smoky cigar. Dude. It's, it's her very fault. Smoky, hundred percent. Way to go, Quinta. Jeez. <laughs> you try you try to try to t- treat people right, and they come back and just smoke in your face. <laughs> nah, Quinta's a sweetheart. 
Hey, real quick. Uh, so tell me why this topic hits you the way it did. Because you're like, because there's there's times that you you text me, yeah, and I'm like, that's heavy on his heart. That's a big thing. So tell me why it hit your heart heart the way it uh, did. This this one, it just the topic. I don't know if we mentioned the topic yet because I was sidetracked with the board, but yeah, we we, um, we talked about uh, valuing life and how life has been devalued over the years. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's an interesting topic because when you think about it and you look back, life's been devalued at certain times in history uh right right right. to points of really ugliness right you can you can talk about as far back as you know crusades and Mm -hmm. uh, the israelites and you know you go all the way back to um you can go to even to slavery you Mm -hmm. you know you could talk about all these points in times where people really just devalued human life but what's interesting is i think people are even devaluing their own life more than ever right now and it's really interesting, right? Unpack that. What do you mean? Well, so one of the first things that kind of came to mind when I started thinking about that was like the term YOLO. Yes. Right? Like, Which you, is my gamer tag, by the way. You, you, YOLO. It, 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 <laughs> your clan tag. My, uh, is that what that's called? That yeah, 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 yeah the, the clan tag. That's how, uh, that's how uneducated I am about games. Dude, I don't, clans aren't even a thing anymore like they used to be, dude. It's, it sucks. It used to be cool. Anyway, um, so... YOLO is you you only live once, right? So it's yeah. like kind of this it's kind of this idea of like you you don't really care what happens to you in this body, you're gonna die anyway, so why not just fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So but on the other side of that, like even what you know, if there isn't one life, like how do you really want to spend the one if it was? Uh-huh. Right? Do you really want to spend the one life like chasing things that other people tell you you need to have what what are the what are the things okay so so predicated on what you said what are the things that you see people chasing during this one lifetime that they have yeah that doesn't really add value to their life long term i think a, a lot of times it's money okay power okay fame money power fame all right right i think those yeah. are three of the biggest ones that people people want to achieve well, I think I think both those three are dece- are deceiving. All three of those are deceiving. Like, is it wrong to have money? No. Is it wrong to have power? No. Is it wrong to have fame? No. It's the deception comes when you believe that you are better of than other people by having those things. Yeah. Like, if you have money, and, and, and by the way, that's all kind of relative. Meaning, like, if you live in America, uh, you have and you have clean drinking water. Yeah, well, relatively for us, right? Uh, and you have clean drinking water. That you're over two thirds of the world. Yeah, I mean at that point. And if you have, uh, if you're making over, I think I think it was like twenty eight thousand dollars a year. I mean you're you're in the in the top fifty percent. You know at that point. I mean there's there's all these stat- statisticians statistics. If you have a car, you know it's like two thirds of the world have a car. Yeah, you know. So in America, I, I think one of the things that that hurts us, particularly as men is men are competitive. That's the first thing. That's a natural thing in our, in our ability, which helps us a little bit go and go forward. But when it comes to th- this topic in particular, when you're talking about money, power, and fame, yeah. and how that, in order to get that, would you agree that you have to sacrifice relationship and other people to get that? You have you have to. There's morality that has to be tossed aside, right? There there has to be things that you're able to to blink at and, and go to bed at night, not not sitting on that conscience, right? You have to kind of you have to be able to pull yourself away from that stuff, right? 
And I, I think that's kind of what I'm talking about as far as like people devaluing the life to the point of they're willing to look past things that you wouldn't normally want to look past because you feel like you're getting somewhere or it's, or it's filling you in this some type of way. What are the things that you think people are trying to look past right now? When it comes well, to our world, what are the things people are trying to look past for those three, three things, money, power, and fame? Well, I think one of the things that's really interesting is if you look into every, pretty much every spiritual belief, every religion, uh, every Native American, you go into Hindu, you go into a lot of those, they all believe that something happens after you die. They all believe that something happens after, after that, right? So, so you're saying all, all major world religions have an, uh, uh, an idea about something that happens after you die. Right. So, right, right. so like there's a life after. Right. Okay. So the fact that people believe that like you only live once mm-hmm. is kind of a small-minded idea if you really think about it. Because if you look at the world in a bigger, broader picture, there's very few places in the world that believe that something doesn't happen after you die. Right. Think about that. Right, right. I, yeah, I, I'd agree with that for sure. I think that... Um, but but get, get, so... So you is your is your assessment that since people don't have a fear or a conscience of what happens after they die, they're not what, af- they're not afraid of of any kind of accountability to what they do now. Right, exactly. Okay. So I think one thing that contributes to where we're at in society right now, where people aren't afraid of consequences, we see that crazy. Two right? videos that just came out: the dude where the guy comes in and starts stealing all the cigars. Oh, the, the, cigarettes the cigarettes into the trash the can. And, the, yeah, yeah. and then the guy just beats him with a stick. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just uh, there's a we point. We had to whip his legs. I know. There's a point where I was like, have you seen this, Quinta? Have you seen that video? Oh, my gosh. There's a point where I was even like, okay, bro. He's, Dude, down. I want, I he's wanna, down, bro. He's down. I want a, char- <laughs> I want a Charlie Murphy dub over, dub over on that of him talking about right? when they beat the shit out of Rick James's legs for messing up <laughs> Charlie's couch. <laughs> we had to whip his legs real quick, you know. But I, I'm telling you what, like. I saw that video, and you know but what? But that it's, shop owner is now on trial for assault for protecting is, his business, which is crazy. And I'll tell you why it's crazy. It's like you saw a dude go in and start stealing somebody's livelihood right in front of him, and the guy's like, "There's nothing you can do. Leave him alone." The other guy that was filming it was like, "Just leave him alone. Let him do his thing. You can't call the police because there's no accountability for their actions in California." Right. And, okay. And to me, that is devaluing life. Right. Hundred percent. They they care so little about that dude that's trying to steal mm-hmm. that they're more willing to not let somebody. Do a correct a correctional behavior because mm-hmm. look at this that could have went two ways that shop owner could have killed that guy sure one hundred percent yeah no under no no care for life at that point right right right, right. he could have walked out of there and left and nothing would have happened to the dude he would have sold those on the street or got you know whatever right maybe he makes it out fine but but what does that do for his life what does that do for the shop owner's life like it devalues both of their lives by yes. allowing people to do that right. Right. And I, I think I think there's and not to mention the, the boat thing in Alabama, the, the boat dock. Yeah. Right there. Uh, well, it was interesting because until I until I explained to you the whole story, you were kind of confused at what the heck was going on. Yeah, and, I didn't know. I, yeah. I, thought, I thought I thought I well, what's fascinating. I thought there was an argument between two people, that, which there then, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah. an argument. I didn't know that the the uh, the dude who was the, on the boat was being a jerk. Yeah, the, the, that he was, he was and the, yeah. beating up the dock worker. Yeah, and the dock worker was like, "Hey, by the way, man, just move," and so on and so yeah. forth. And I know more stuff's going to come out about that, which is really interesting. But 
it's 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 fascinating because there's that was an example of people that in a way people that didn't value human life but then a group of people that did value a life. Oh, the brothers came out in force. Bro, they the were, they were, were swimming s- over there, bro. They were, man. <laughs> was, did you my, see that video? My joke yesterday. Did you see that video, dude? <laughs> my joke yesterday right. was, dude ain't even swam before in his life, and he just <laughs> swam across that canal, bro. <laughs> he did, bro. Exactly, man. So it, it, was, it was really fascinating, though, because like everyone's had that situation where these guys are probably drunk. They're probably, you know, on on their on their like 18th, you know, beer at that point and then they just, they just need to go home but they're they're being dicks to everybody yeah and the doctor's trying to get them out of the way and so on and so forth you know i, I i'm looking forward to seeing what comes out and how everything escalates in court because i know they're all going to court and there's there's going to be a big long drawn out court thing about it uh because if people were swinging bro it was it was it was something else yeah but I, I i think the when you do value human life and you do see people like c.s lewis said that when you walk by any any person you know that you're looking at someone who echoes into eternity, somebody with an eternal soul. If you treat well, see, it, people don't believe that anymore. I know, man. but, but if you, here's, here's the thing I'm telling you, even as a cursory overview of just human history, yeah. when you believe that you do treat people different, meaning yeah. this is, this is one of the questions. This is, this is one of the, the, the backlashes I get against people who are atheists when they ask me about my faith. They're like, what has Christianity ever given to the world? I mean, they've given us like genocide and everything. I'm like, first, I don't think genocide is the right word for the crusades. That's the only thing in Christianity history. Okay, that that's a mass mass murder, and it was awful, and it was terrible. And real Christians were going nuts, or horrible. And those people who were the Crusaders weren't really Christians. Okay, these were guys who were like it was church and state oriented. Okay, no Christian looks back on that on that part of history and goes, yeah, that's great, you know, or something like that. So, but here here's the here's the crazier part. Any person who recognizes somebody's made in the image of God, okay, that has that has a, has a just a fear of God generally recognizes that one day they'll stand before God and give an account for their life, you know? And when you give an account for your life, it's not going to matter what you say. It matters what the person who stands up next to God and says, which is Jesus, by the way. Okay. So like, that's going to be more of an issue, you know, than anything else. Okay. Okay. Somebody come in. I don't know yet. Oh, they're just standing out there. I was no, no. Okay. 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 Um, so we're in the lounge and we're trying to do this through the day. So it's, it, it you know, we get interrupted here and there. But when you, when essentially what happens when you devalue human life, then you treat people just like animals. And the way that, the way that we tend to treat animals, I mean, we treat our pets better than we treat human beings. Right. And I think a lot of that starts with you don't value your own life enough. Right. And I think you, I think we see that in a lot of different ways. Right. We see that in the government, right? You can't tell me the government values human life. No, they do not. I would agree a hundred percent. Because if yeah. you Narcan somebody and yeah. then send them right back out so they can do it again and come right back in, you don't value the human life. You're, you, you're you, just... You redline cities, okay, in order to keep people in poverty, okay? There's, there are so many things that the government does to people to get them hooked. You, you, have, you have... Not a, to mention young, that's where drugs came from to begin with. Oh, 100%. Not, not to mention you have, a, you have a young man and a young woman, okay? And they end up getting pregnant. What it used to be in the olden days is they, they would, because they ended up probably loving each other most of the time, they would get married, okay? And you'd have a nuclear family, which is the foundation. I, I, I challenge anybody to send me an email saying the nuclear family is not the foundation of a society because it always has been and it always will be, okay? Now you have a government, all right, 
subsidizing single mothers so it is it is less affordable to be married and raise a nuclear family than it is to have three kids oh dude that's by yourself that's the ohio special dude i know couple babies from a couple different dudes while your while your man works at honda but yet you live in a section eight house on food stamps and he works at honda making that fat check that's a hundred percent true. I know. I know. Probably like ten people that lived like that. One hundred percent true. But one hundred percent true. But you know what? Their kids are going to have a better life than they ever would have had because of that. So that's the trade-off of that. Are right? you talking about from the government? No, 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 no. Not oh. from the government. I'm just saying because they found they they used that loophole, mm-hmm. they're able to provide for those kids better than they ever would have. I would disagree, and I would say that. I would say that the ultimate provision, and we're talking about money and life. Yeah. The ultimate provision is a nuclear family raising children when the father and the mother are separated and they're not well, there. Technically, in it the makes, situations I'm talking about, they're not separated. They live together. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm talking about the ones that are separated. They're just not married okay. legally because on paper that changes stuff. The mom oh, doesn't okay. get the income. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay. Not, I'm not talking about separated families. These okay. are people that live together, raise their kids together. Okay. They okay. should be married, but right. they're just cheating the system so that they can keep pocketing that fat check. Well, I'm not saying I agree with cheating the government. I'm just saying the government's cheating me a lot. So. Well, right, right. No, and uh, I know what you're coming from too. Right, I right. agree that the nuclear—that's a hundred. You're a hundred percent correct. Well, I'm just, yeah. I, what I'm saying though, and I'm saying there's it, it, hold, hold, hold my hand, hold my hand. I ask you to There's exceptions to rules, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, Quinta, for example, raised by a single mother, correct? Um, exquisite young lady. Yeah. Okay. Often that's not the case. No. You know, often that's not the case, particularly with young men. Mm-hmm. Particularly with young men raised, okay, with with s- single moms, and it's always the mom. Very few single dads out there. So when you meet one, you're like, "Holy crap, dude! You're taking responsibility. That's amazing." Yeah, you know. And so, but it but it feeds into the generation that we have of young men that are perpetual teenagers and not able to grow up out of out of their 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 boy skins that can shave yeah. and really take on a real stance in, in society and go, I'm here to contribute. I'm here to get a wife. I'm here to not play around and date around. I'm here to start a family. I'm here to contribute necessarily, which makes a society all the more better. Well, but if you, if the society gets better then what doesn't it need, doesn't need help. Doesn't need the government. Well, see, that's, that's, the, how it goes. that's the other thing that I was, that I was interested about too. And I was like, you know, Regardless of what you what you believe about this this why we're here on this earth, right? One right. of the few things that we do on this earth is we procreate, we recreate. A hundred percent, right? Yeah. We, Last time I checked, I, I came. So, from, yeah. Statistically, according to what I've seen, they're oh, claiming is, that okay. kids are having less premarital sex, which is cool, right? Mm-hmm. But that they also disease. want. But a lot of them don't want kids as much as they used to, right? So here's 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 a trajectory that there's there's multiple sources out there for this information. Yeah, uh, I, I couldn't list it all. There's a couple of YouTube videos you can actually watch um, from a guy who's been on Joe Rogan. He's talking about the future of uh, of America and, and and everybody in general. He t- he breaks it down into classes. He breaks it down into races, and he breaks it down into uh, childbearing, if you would, necessarily. Um, people having kids and raising kids uh, has dropped like 50% in the last 20 years. Now, you mean the nuclear just, family? Just having one in general uh, or no, like, having the, like multiple? The average. The average. Okay, the okay, average, okay. Was, it, average I, don't know how they, I don't know how you get the average of 2.5. That's like the average. I don't 
two and a half kids. Two and a half kids. Had about bun, bun, bun in the oven somewhere, I guess. Uh, well, I'm working on three. Well, there was two and a half men. So. Yeah, two and a half men. <laughs> men, 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 men. Um, so the, the, the hard part about that is, so you see people not, and they're, and then my, I, I have conversations with my daughters that are genuinely afraid to raise children in this society. I mean, literally where they're going, man, they're, they're exposed to so, I mean, forget about just homeschooling. Yeah. You can't protect a kid from everything in the world. Well, you and know. even homeschooling them, like, I can actually speak to this a lot because my little sister um, went to a very private school where she graduated with one other kid. Oh, okay. Basically, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, there are a lot of social things that took her a lot longer to grasp. And there's a lot of things that, that unfortunately, when when it comes to a time where she has to go through some of these really hard times in life that, mm-hmm. that I had to go through from the minute I was like 14 years old that she's never going to have to experience until probably her, both of our parents are gone. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of sucks, man. Like, because it was a disservice that was done to her for, you know, to try to keep her away from things that unfortunately you can't keep away from the world. You just got to teach them how to navigate it. I, I think that, that's a hundred percent true. I also think that the uh, the reality is, you know, when our kids are born, we dedicated them all to the Lord. Like it's just we we know that they're in God's hands. You know, we do everything we can to uh, explain um, who Jesus is and everything else like that. But your kids have free will. Yeah. So and that and and and, and that's no cap. If I'm that's no cap, right? No cap. I'm not lying. Uh, the the reality behind that is then when they make the decisions and their choices in their life that either reflect poorly on you and, or you can see them not valuing their life. Yeah. You know, in that, I don't mean something like riding a motorcycle or something. I'm talking about the crowd they hang out with the major issues they go through in life and so on and so forth that you see they're going to be detrimental in the decisions that make them echo into their own eternity. Yeah. That is detrimental. You have to be able to willing to walk through that with them and if they and if you don't, you know, if you don't, they will you will raise children that that not only not value their own life, they won't value other people's lives. That's that's where I was thinking there for a second. I was kind of thinking like, where do you think some of these things are coming from, right? Because like there there's there's always been school shootings and things like that, right? As long as I can remember, there's always been one here and there, right? Sure, but not sure. to the point of what they are now. So so where where are these where? Why are think, kids all of a sudden feeling so devalued in their own life and so devalued in other people's life that they're willing to do something like that? So I, I think, what are you going to say? Did, do you remember the text message that I sent you? Which one? The one when people feel like they're, when they feel, I said, people generally feel butthurt and are incapable of having, Yeah, that's I, a good point. I, I think I think that's true, but I think more over than not, that idea of wanting to be seen and heard is amplified greatly by social media and, and by and by the the meism movement. Like it's all about me, it's all about what I do, it's all about these kind of things, to the point where people are literally thinking like I mean, social media has just it's it's devalued human life in such a way that you don't really know who you're meeting and who they are. 
because everyone's acting on social yeah, media. Yeah, like, is, this the, is, is that the real me? Right. And, and then they, they're frustrated because they don't even know who they are. Like, who am I really? What do I really want to do? What can I really be? Yeah. You know, those kind of things. And so when, 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 when people think, feel the way they feel, they feel very, very alone. They feel like nobody knows them. Nobody, nobody really understands them or anything else like that. Then they have parents that, that, that are trying to get to know them and attempting to do this. And then they have other media sources that are saying that you are the most important thing in the world. You are number one. This is why, this is why you exist because nobody can do anything better than you can. And you're the center of the universe. Well, eventually you start recognizing that's not true. You're not the center of the universe. Here's, here's, a, here's a, yeah, And then like Quinta said, instead of having an actual conversation with people and figuring out what to do next, people just get butt hurt and then they act out. They act out and kill somebody or they kill themselves. Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately. That's, yeah. yeah that, that's 100% that's what That's the happens. harsh truth of it. Yes. And instead of having real problems like our military does when they come back, back home from the stuff they had to do overseas. Yeah. You know, these people are, and suicide is selfish. We all know that. Okay. If you ever had a friend kill themselves, you understand the selfishness. All right. And I've had, I've had friends that have killed themselves. So I understand yeah. the selfishness. Anyone yeah. tells me suicide is not selfish, you're fooling yourself and you know it. And so particularly if you're, if you're still alive and your friends killed themselves. So here, here's the reality, but it's that selfishness. It's that in, inward lookingness, that self, uh, what's the word? Um, self-reflection, self. Uh, yeah, there's no like. It, it's, it's, it's to the There's point, no intuitiveness in, yeah, within themselves, right? It, like, it's, it's to the point where, I, I'll tell you what, you really want to know who you are, get outside yourself. If you keep looking introspectively in yourself, like it, like God's within you and all that bullshit, if you keep doing that, all you're going to run, run down, the devil wants that, by the way, all you're going to run down is the street quick to hell because you're going to find out there's nothing at the end of it. Yeah. That you, you aren't enough for yourself. You're not enough for yourself. Everyone is giving you these little quotes on social media like, I'm enough for me. I'm good. No, you're not. Yeah. That's why you need a community. You're yeah. not. That's why you're lonely. You're not. That's why you want a husband. That's why you want a wife. You're not. And so when, when people wake up and start recognizing it, so if you want to see, by the way, if you really want to see how to develop as a human being, go serve somebody. Go give your life for something greater than yourself. Go do something. That's why people who end up serving and, and like uh, working with people and nonprofit organizations, they live longer. Why? Because they have purpose. They have great purpose. They really do. Not even serving other people, even the people that just serve the land, right? Sure. And serve themselves, right? Yeah. There's, there's tons of stories. There, well, there was a story about an old dude that literally, I think he's in his 90s, and the dude just drinks sake all day. And he gets up in the morning, he goes out, he messes with his rice fields, he makes sake, he drinks it all day, and he gets up and he does it the next morning. That guy, that, that guy's living the, uh, where's sake come from? Is that China or Japan? Uh, technically, uh, uh, I think sake is. I, I know it's Asian. Somewhere. Japanese. That dude's living. That dude's living his best life over there. Yeah. <laughs> Get up, drink and sake so, all day. Soju yeah. is Korean. Okay. Well, so, so here, here's my point. I would say that we as human beings, uh, we're pack animals. We're not animals, but we're we're pack people. We love community. We want community. So when when you can't find community. You, you're very, very lonely and very, very frustrated. Yeah. Okay. And therefore, you're more amped up to do dangerous stuff or risky stuff that would hurt yourself or hurt other people. Yeah. You know? And I think what's unfortunate is that people are trying to find community and some communities, uh, and some communities aren't accepting 
and some communities are greatly accepting. Yeah. Because so I I think well, that, and some of the ways that they're finding acceptance is in the in devaluing human life, like oh. those teenagers jumping people and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, you know oh, what yeah. I mean. So yeah. and, and that's that's how gangs attract a lot of people, right? Oh yeah, it makes you feel really valued. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. This idea of family and loyalty and yeah. I think the you know I, I gotta take I gotta take a station identification break real quick. This cigar is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. The the glitch Claro is very very good. My Blackbird, I really really like it. Okay, I'm telling you this much. This is gonna be 100 percent something we bring in. Okay, it's it's very very good. That good, huh? It's 100 percent good. Yeah. Okay. Nice and banded glitch Claro. I mean, I'm smoking the robusto. I'm guessing. What do you think about this Claro? Uh, it's pretty good, man. It's a um. It's it's very similar to um, it's got a nice woody cocoa powder richness to it, but it stays a little bit on the on the on the earthier side. Okay, it's really unique, really interesting. Well, this this claro is smooth and creamy and very unique on the spice. Okay, I just can't. I mean, I can't tell you what kind of spice it is, but it's very very good. Very, I'm, I'm a thousand percent enjoying this. Well done, well done, Jonas. Well done. Um, Jonas is the owner of Blackbird Cigars. Yeah, so he makes good stuff. He does. He does. He's a good guy. Uh, let's 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 continue on um, talking about this. So I, I didn't mean to pause and get us off topic or anything, but I think one of the big things that we need to we need to recognize is if you're going to give people value and worth, yeah, you have to you have to attach it to something. Yeah, you just do that. That's why I think if you well, okay. Okay. Perfect example. The guy that we were just talking about that was that was taking all the cigarettes into the trash can. Right. The guy filming. Right. What's he doing? Stop, man. Come on. Stop doing that, man. No, you Come guys on, can't man. touch him. You yeah. guys can't touch him. Yeah. That's the law. Yeah, yeah. Why not stop filming? Grab the homeless dude. Walk him outside. Right. Talk him through what's going on. Maybe buy him something to eat. Right. And then walk him out. If you're that upset and you don't want you don't want the owner to take action because one he's not really allowed to in California it's not legal mm-hmm. and two which is BS but and two like so that's what I'm saying like if you really valued a human life that much you would have stopped that guy from doing what he was doing you would have walked him outside you would have bought him something to eat you would have figured out what's going on like why are you stealing these cigarettes are you right. stealing these cigarettes because you need to sell them for money are you hungry what's up why aren't you stealing food mm-hmm. why are you stealing cigarettes mm-hmm. And those are the things that somebody would rather get a camera and film the action. Yeah, because it makes money off the, the video. Here's the thing, yeah, right? It makes money off a video. Here's the thing. Yeah. Did you not see the pivot in that video of the dude filming it? Nah, man, don't touch him. Don't do that. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Oh, shit, he whipping your ass. You getting an ass whipping now. Yeah, because he knew it would get, get him money on video. Right. That's the thing. So, again, if, if you want, here, here's the reality that you have to ask yourself at some point. How much in business are you willing to devalue human life to get money? Mm. That's the question. That's the real ass question well, that we're and, talking about, dude. And when you <laughs> dead ass serious, shit, dude, dude, you're gonna get me down the rabbit hole. Okay, so I you, mean, I'm just being honest, bro, right? When you talk about the biggest government business there is, right? The government, right? Right. So what are they doing? Oh, it's it, finding ways to make more money. Oh, of course. I mean, it, well, it's it's just tax, 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 and then all the illegal stuff that we don't know about. Plus, I mean, so, well, here, here's, the, here's the thing that I think is just crazy. If you dehuman life, and, and, and I know when you hear this, guys, you're going to think to yourself, Bradley, you're nuts. And I thought you were nuts before, but now I know you're nuts. But play it out in your own head. If you devalue, to the, to the degree in which you devalue human life in business or in life in general, 
that's chink, that that's chipping away at your own the own morality around your heart. It's chipping away to the point where it's it, you're losing it piece by piece. Yeah. To the point where now you you become you say things like, I'll never do that, or at least I'm not Hitler, or so on. And then one day you find yourself watching a sex traffic. Which are other uh, big examples of periods of time where human life has been really devalued. Absolutely. Yeah. Why? Because of money and power. And power, right? If I devalue these people, okay, if I take the Jews and do this and I, I convince my countrymen the Jews are this and so on yeah. and so forth, you know, you get power over people. You convince one, one, one set of one, one set of people. Any race you convince is better than the other one, yeah. or that, or, or you're more oppressed than the other one, or anything else like that. All of a sudden, they think they're very, very special. Well, there's something special about me. There ain't nothing special about anybody. All of every single race, all the same. Nobody's special. If you recognize that nobody's special, that means that means that there's only one special person in the entire world, and that's God. And then you all have to look up to Him. And we're just different shades of gray. That's all we are. I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. I, th I think what, what happens is because we're so desperate for attention and we're so desperate for like valid, God, validation is just crazy today. People wanting to be valid. People wanting to be, people live off likes. People live off that. Not just money. It's validation from the things they do. Like I did this and so I'm valid. Yeah. I've done this and so I'm valid. Well, it's like you said, what made the Paul brothers famous was controversy. So what do they do all the time? They just uh, create controversy. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it, it's 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 mesmerizingly hilarious. So, but but here's here's the here's the reality behind it. That when you continue to run down this road of I, I need somebody else to validate me, and then you can't validate yourself. Okay, that's how you get Columbine. That's how you get all the school shooters. That's how you get violence. That's how you get unchecked things in society to the point where government is making rules to where shop owners can't defend themselves against someone stealing something. Yeah. Okay. When you get human morality to the point where like human beings, not, okay, let me just say this real quick. I'm not even, I didn't even mention this yet, but to the point where, where is, I'm going to ask Quincy, she probably knows this. She's African-American. She's the only, she's the only black person in the room. Where is the most unsafe place for a black baby today statistically mother's womb america. Ma, ma, yeah america <laughs> true yeah uh, ma, mother's womb yeah, mother's womb yeah well no no uh, abortion the the abortion the abor all the abortion clinics are on the inner city okay all of them are in the inner city all of them are government funded and the number one the number one place for a young, a young, a young black baby, not even born yet, okay, to be killed is an abortion clinic. That is the absolute number one stat. It is, and that and so it's a it's a genocide. It's abortion is genocidal, and not just within the black community, within the white community, every community there is. All the stats are through the. It's it's genocidal. But what have we done? What have we done? Well, you know, it's the mother's choice. Well, you know, it's, yeah, it's complicated. And I'll tell you what, I'll give you the complicated stuff too, by the way. I'll give you the complicated stuff, the 0.01% the, the, the of, of rape and incest and all that kind of stuff. I'll give you that. Okay, go ahead and do that. But we're still talking about 99.9 .9 as the free choice of the mother to do that, to kill a baby. And it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just amazing. It's, it's just so funny. It's so funny to the point where uh, Bill, you guys know Bill Burr? Or is it Bill Burr, the redheaded guy? It's I have Boston, the comedian. Is it Bill Burr? 
No like clue. Bill, a Bill Burr. You know Bill Burr, the, the redheaded comedian from Boston. The Bill Burr I know is bald. Uh, yeah, bald. You're bald. Yeah, but he's got. <laughs> he's like, you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, the, the ginger guy, Ginger King, right? He was talking about. Um, he said, he said, I, I used to be on board with you guys. He did a joke about it, and I can't believe he did it. So usually when you do a joke about anything in comedy, it's all like fun and games. But when you start, oh yeah, it's an overlay of something you really mean that's true. Oh yeah, oh yeah, most and, of the time. And so he said, uh, he said, you know, I used to be on board with you, ladies. You know, I used to be like, yeah, your body, your choice, all this kind of stuff. He's been on board with you, ladies, and stuff like that. And he does it in a typical comedy fashion. And then he says. He says, and then you start talking about how it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not done. And, you know, it's not even a baby. And it's, it's a fetus and all this kind of stuff. And yada, 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 yada. And all this kind of stuff. And then I started thinking about, what if I had a birthday cake? And the birthday cake was in the oven. And it wasn't done and I brought it out. Well, what would that be like? Right? And he, he make, he's making a joke, but he's making a bigger point. You know, that everybody sees it's genocidal because we've been programmed and conditioned to think it's just a fetus and not a baby. I mean, I mean, I got friends that are having a hard time getting pregnant right now. And do you know they would, they would pay their left arm and testicle to have, like, just a, a child healthy? While so many are aborting children at massive, at, at extinction levels. And that's why we're getting to the point where we are today. You know? Well, we're getting to a point where it's even kind of scarier than that, dude. And they're selling baby parts. Well, yeah, and they're that, giving money to these doctors. I mean, I'll get to that in a second. But it's crazy. The, I used to believe that didn't exist. I thought it was a conspiracy. No, it happens, bro. Yeah, until they they released it on Dateline. Yeah, they released the videos on Dateline. The liberal media put it out there. Um, I, I saw know. the original video of Hillary that went around of them doing like some kind of ceremony that somebody filmed. Really? Oh yeah, it was on the dark web for a while. I don't know if you. Yeah, it resurfaced here a few a month or a couple months ago or something. But it's hard to find. But there is a video out there. But uh, the other side of that, too, is is I'm starting to see things where young kids, and I have friends, that, are, that have gotten vasectomies. Young kids. Like, okay. like young kids. Give me, give me ages. I'm not sure what young is. Like under 18 young. Okay. Their parents are getting them vasectomies. Oh, what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. 18 years old? Younger than that, I've seen. And here's Dude, the thing. Why? Here's the thing. I know a lot of people that have had vasectomies. I know two of them that have tried to have it reversed. Neither one of them was able to have a kid. Yeah, it's a it's a weird it's a weird. I'm just saying yeah. that right now. I had a vasectomy. I had yeah, a vasectomy. Well, you got yeah. you're, you're yeah. done. Yeah, I am done. It yeah. Don't matter. Yeah, unless but, one unless one sinks by the goalie. Yeah, but so, like which I've seen happen by the way. Under under, mind that under eighteen, or even in eighteen, like like how. That is almost in the same scale. Like until there's a hundred percent proof that that can at be actually reversed. Exactly, dude. At sixteen years old, that's probably child mutilation. Right. Yeah, I would say it's child mutilation. If, yeah. Even if you had a really serious issue as a female and you had to have a partial hysterectomy, mm -hmm. they would beg you to not have a second one because you're too young. Of course. Right. So yeah. like, it's it's just interesting that like they're even allowed to do that to young boys. I, I think I think what we see happening in human history right now, particularly in America where we are, the time that we're in, is a devaluing of human of, of human beings, human likeness, human kindness, and everything else. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's on make, a scale bigger than it's ever. Oh, uh, uh, you might not be seeing it affect as many people as some of the other events that we've mentioned before, but I think it's happening on a much wider scale. And oh. it's not as in your face, but it is, you just don't really see it. I, I think, 
I think it's happening. I think at this point in history, the deception and how shallow people are and how self-focused people are yeah. is at a rate going on in history like never before. So when people talk about AI taking over and the people talk about stuff like that, yeah. I think people are delusional enough to think that that'll never happen to me. But what people think a lot of times, and the reason they don't prep for things and everything else like that, not that I'm a big prepper, but like it, you think it'll never happen to me. And so let me oh, ask you. You don't think there's an AI scrub in all yeah. these podcasts that get put out? Grabbing 100%. people's voices and mimicking shit? Come 100%. On, so let me ask you this question. So I should be really honest and transparent. So when you ride your motorcycle, yeah. is there ever a time that you think, this could be it when you pass by a car. Oh yeah, dude. You think it all the time, don't you? There's been, I mean, there. I mean, shit. I had a, I had an accident yeah. where, uh, when I stood up and took my helmet off and looked down and noticed that the only thing that hurt was my hands. Right. Of course, dude. So, <clears throat> so my my, I think it was my son that was asking me about this the other day about when I when I ride a motorcycle, you know, you could die from that. I said, of course you could, of course you could. And I said, there's not a time that I ride my bike. And my wife and I have an agreement that I can go up and down 40th Street and nowhere else without a helmet. In our neighborhood, nowhere yeah, else yeah, without yeah. a helmet. After, after that, I have to put a helmet on. Okay? And I like riding without a helmet. I like it a lot. But particularly when I go up to the gas station or something like that to get some dip or something like that, or, or if I go down someplace to get a drink, um, and I don't wear my helmet, even when I do wear my helmet, I think this could be it. And so there's, there's a very very human part of what I, what I am is when I, when I'm riding a motorcycle. Yeah. I like that. And it keeps me humble by the way. It really does because you recognize that it's not you. Any, any person could just be texting and yeah. they just take you out and they go over the W line. Here's the reality. I think somewhere in our history, we've missed that. We forgot somewhere that we're just human beings. Like even at the top of the game, the guys who are the most popular, powerful and everything like that. They're still just human beings. They put, their, they put their pants up because we have all this celebrity worship and everything else, and everything's on TV, and we look at everything on social media. Like, it's just so great. It's all fake. It's all false. Those same people that you're chasing to be like are the same people that go to bed with the same doubts in their own heads about their own ability to do what they need to do the next day. They do. They don't go to bed thinking they're a god. I promise you they don't. They're all insecure. Every single person is. And the least you can do is be honest about it and then get on with it. You'll be honest about your insecurity. <laughs> Take that to Jesus. Get Jesus in your life. And then, and then move forward. Because then it puts everything in perspective to where I'm like, okay, I'm just one beggar. We're telling another beggar where to find some bread. I'm not any better beggar than you. I'm not better than Quinta. I'm not better than you. I'm not better than anybody else. I have different responsibilities and that's it. But we're all human beings. And that's what gives me the right to treat you that way. Okay? And to treat you with respect and to treat you with dignity and to treat you with honor. Outside of, and, here, and, and here's my last caveat on this, on this issue. Where are we at in time? We, like 50, 50, 45, 45 minutes? Yeah. Here's the last caveat. Outside a deep, realistic connection with God, I find it very hard to value people the way they need to be valued. I really do. Now, other people can do that, and they have the rationale for it. But somewhere in that, it's self-serving. Somewhere in it, it's self-serving. That's like a, a guy asked me one time, as a Christian pastor, he goes, he goes, so do you think that people um, who marry for love and aren't Christians can stay together forever? I'm like, well, of course, yes. I said, they said, he said, do you think that, that love is uh, self-serving or do you think it's um, uh, other, 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 other focus serving? I'm like, 
Well, I think it's a little, probably a little bit of both, like it is in any kind of Christian marriage. But the, the difference between the, 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 the Christian, I think, to be honest, that, that's authentically connected with God and getting closer to God and growing in his faith, eventually he's going to recognize that he's not the center of the universe and that God is. And therefore, in order to like really genuinely move forward okay, in life and in his faith, he has to serve and not be served. And so love today is contractual. You know that. I mean, love is, you know, I'll, I'll give you this if you do this. That's the contractual thing about love today. Well, yeah, there's some consumerism in there. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I mean, every dating app is consumeristic. I, yeah. want, I want this. It needs yeah. to be this. I want this. I want this. I want this. It's not standards. It's now it's once. Yeah. You don't have standards. You now have once. I mean, you can, you can get someone down to whatever you want them in weight and size and, you know, everything like that. You really can. But you can't put a price on the human soul, which everybody has. And the only way that you value that is by, by recognizing it is valued. That there was somebody who came and that died for that human soul. Okay? And if you don't recognize that, then why would you treat that human soul any different than you would treat a puppy dog or an animal? Right? That's the reality behind it. And so that's why I think when it comes to this, this big issue of how we're devaluing things, I think that's how, we've, that's how it's been. We've gotten, we got so far away from God, so far away from understanding anything holy or anything that we're, we're now with the part in human history where, hey, if you can't do this for me, you're no longer valuable to me. There, there are people on YouTube in our industry that work that exact way and have said that exact thing. What can you do for me? Yeah. What can you do for me? And, and, and sooner or later, you guys will wake up to the reality that I'm right. I mean, you don't have to believe me and you don't have to agree with me. Yeah. I, I don't care. You know, but the reality is you'll wake up at the end of the day and know I'm right. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's fascinating. Every statistic that's out there, every statistic is out there always proves God right. It just always does. What are the most happy, sexually satisfied people in America today? Tell me. Do you know the stat? Because I know it. Because I'm one of them. Okay? What is it? It's people who've been married long. Okay? One sexual partner. Okay? My body count was nil. My wife's body count was nothing when we got married. So I got nothing to compare her to. Right? And I see all these podcasts where girls are like, the average girl getting, getting married now is like eight or nine body counts. Average guys, three or four. You know, body count of people you slept with. Okay? Like the girls have more body counts than the guys do. That's because there's probably more women too. There's probably more women than there are guys. You know? But like that, that's the, and they're talking about body counts and everything else like that. It's crazy. If you went back to this, this idea that all of a sudden, like people valued virginity, like they valued like, giving someone that gift to them. It was, it was on my wedding night. It was the most amazing gift I could ever get was I'm the only person that's ever going to know that woman that way and nobody else. Okay. And I, and I'm very sad to say I couldn't give that back to my wife the way that she gave that to me. Okay. I'm I'm sorry. But see, when I say things like that, there's people who are listening. There's people who will text me and everything like that. You are such an old school. You need to get, get on with your life. People like you need to be shut down and everything else like that. But we're the most satisfied. We're the most satisfied guys who believe in God and are living, living the dream. I don't care who you are, black, white, Mexican, whatever it is. Okay. Those people are the ones that are the most satisfied. They really are. I think that's the thing. That's the question you're asking really is that when it comes down to it, it's about satisfaction in life because what satisfies you is what you value the most. And when I recognize that nothing can satisfy me outside of God, 
then it could put everything else in perspective. And I was able to, and then I was to, able to associate expectation with all my relationships correctly. So if there's a day that you come to me and you go, screw you, Bradley, I'm out of here, and you give me the middle finger and so on and so forth, the expectation said, expect it perfectly, but you're not my God. Okay? You're not my God. Quinta's not my God. My parents aren't my God. My sisters, my wife isn't my God. Only my God's my God, and he's the only person that's never going to do that. So the one thing that I build my life upon is the one thing that I can never lose, the one thing I can never betray me. And then out of that relationship comes all the expectations and all the value that I attribute to our relationship, this relationship, that relationship. That's the value. It's that person's made in the image of God, so I love them. I care about them. And if they leave me one day and say, F you, Bradley, I'm done with you, then I go, that sucks, man. I'm going to miss that. And I do with some people, but not all, because I attribute it right and treat them accordingly. You know, I think that's part of where we're at right now in, in the world, in society. Would you, what do you think about that? No, I think that's a, I mean, that's a good example. Cause like, I mean, you could talk, you could get into the whole sex trafficking thing on that. You could get into, you know, Bro, that's a whole separate set. Se- that's a whole other, it, the sex trafficking thing. I don't, I don't know how, I mean, I, I don't. Like there's so many, like the people that do it, the people that pay to be with those women and kids and buy them and spend time with them you know they're all contributing to the same thing and they're all devaluing those lives of those people if you watch porn you're part of the industry in a way absolutely 100 yeah, because there's you probably are. a lot of people that are yeah. forced to do those things i'm sorry if you, i'm sorry if you just heard that and that, that turned yeah. you off and everything like that and you'll never buy from us again or whatever i'm just letting you know that the dirty little secret is the porn industry is the trafficking industry Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that I'm it outside is. of the main stars that you see probably in that industry. There's probably a lot that is, but they're all tied to it too. Not that they even know. I'm right. not saying they even know. I'm not saying these people. Well, you know, a there. lot of them have come out yeah. of it and said like, "There's been times where like, I, I didn't feel, I didn't feel comfortable, but um, but I still had to do this scene, or uh, you know, I really felt." Um, used or I really felt uh, mm. disgusting or I really felt uh, embarrassed. Like, you know, you hear a lot of these girls coming out and talking about that mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah. And, and, and pornography isn't new, oh, but, no. but not by any means, the availability of it is. So what we're going to see in the next 20 or 30 years are several porn actresses coming out of that, by the way, because men and women look at sex completely different. Yeah. W- w- women don't look at sex as a, a pleasurable like need that they have to have met. Okay, men do. We all know that. Okay, we have, we have a, a pleasurable physical need that God's put in, inside us, and the best way to have that met is inside the confines of marriage, often and with fun. It just is. Okay, and that's all biblical, by the way. So if you're a Christian trying to figure out if you should have fun sex with your wife, absolutely you should. Okay, so here's the other thing. What you're going to see because social media and because there's so much more things that are out there, you're going to see all of this come out in the next 20 or 30 years that by the time I'm 70, I'm almost 50. So by the time I'm 70, I'm gauging that there are just sites with ex-porn actresses explaining maybe some guys that will be out there talking about how they felt abused okay, or anything else like that. But mostly women who were absolute, whose lives were ultimately ruined by one decision they made. Okay, to do one video here and there. And then the money was so good it kept them in it. Not to mention every single 
OnlyFans model you're ever going to hear. It's just facts. That's just facts. Yeah, I mean, that's a little different, though. That they, You know, they're their own pimp at that point. They're not, you know, they're sure. not dealing with But you're dealing with grandma. You're dealing with grandma. A, yeah, you're not dealing with an industry, but you're dealing with grandma. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let's just make sure we're, we're on the same page here. Uh, are you saying that OnlyFans isn't playing into the porn industry? No, it does. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Yeah, no, but yeah. the, one of the big differences, I think, is unless you're unless you actually have a pimp or a daddy who is making you make these videos for oh, okay. OnlyFans, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. you're your own contractor. Unless you have an Andrew Tate, you know? right? Right. You're you're <laughs> right. your own contractor, right? Right. right so right. right, right. Th- there's a little bit of a difference in that, right? Okay, there's I more. There's more willingness in yourself sure. to do that versus sure, 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 sure. I'm under a contract. I have to do this. Right. Right. And right. they. You signed a video, honey. Sorry, you have to do this. Right. You said that you would do this. You didn't read your contract. I'm sorry, you have right, to do right. this, right? And that, so, and, and it's sad because that's where we're at in society today that women have have to do things like that because there's not good men with good jobs. Well, and how that many are, that are chasing them, wanting to provide a life for them? How many of those girls take an offer from? <laughs> I didn't even think about this until now. How many of those girls probably get an offer from an audition or from a a, a studio? that wants them to come work for them and they just sign it. They don't even have anybody look at it. Yeah. Dude. I don't have a lawyer or anything else like that. Yeah. So and there's how, so much and every contract I've ever signed, there's so much what I call lawyer. Speak. Oh yeah. There's fluff, dude. So much fluff yeah, in there. there. Yeah. Lots of duck butter in that dude. Yeah. Duck and duck butter. <laughs> I've heard that from a while for a long time. Yeah, dude. Yeah. But, um, well guys, we want to know here. We, we want to hear what you guys think about this topic and everything else like that. We are hoping that you value people around you. And that you're not you're you're valuing people and not just money. I think money is valuable. I think it's important because it does make the world go round. But you're not sacrificing humanity for the sake of chasing the almighty dollar. You know that's not something I think I would I would recommend. And uh, I will say this: uh, that cigar that I was smoking, the Claro yeah. uh, Glitch, fantastic cigar. Okay, I really did like it. But I was kind of done with the cigar. I wasn't feeling that great. And I don't have much of my my belly right now. Um, so. But what do you? What's your final thoughts on that cigar? Uh, the Oscuro gets better as it gets going. Does it really? Um, I'm about into the final third, getting ready to get it to my thumbs here, and it's um, it got better as it as it got going. Right on, right on. Lots of lots of rich, dark, earthy cocoa. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, chocolate seems to be the theme of uh, all the cigars that we're smoking recently. That are Maduros. It's been kind of fun. Uh, well, guys, we want to hear your your feedback and your thoughts. Send us an email at Cut Light Smoke Podcast. All one word: Cut Light Smoke Podcast at gmail.com and we will find you down there so for the podcast i've been bradley this has been jb and in the background you will hear the lovely quinta saying hi say hi quinta that was her so thanks guys so much for listening to the Cut Light Smoke podcast presented by zillcigars.com cigarsoapbox.com and coming to you live from the huddle up store studios and we're out here like last year peace